0: in the grace mercy and peace of our loving lord jesus christ i want to welcome everyone to our service of worship and celebration on this the third sunday of advent already it's amazing how the time has gone so quickly and the christmas season's coming quickly upon us and we want to welcome you if you're visiting with us today for the first time or perhaps you've been here a couple of times and haven't filled out one of the welcome cards We'd ask if you would do one of those, drop it off at the Welcome Center in the SPBC Cafe after the service, and we'd be happy just to have a record of your visit with us today. Also, to, uh, just to let you know, as people have been asking, the uh, Food Bank Christmas Offering Program or I should say the Christmas offering this year is going to the KW Food Bank. The Food Bank has been under a lot of pressure this year, and the last I heard it's one in every ten households in KW that are accessing the Food Bank. So we want to be a part of that this year, our Christmas offering is being designated for it, you can give any any way that you would choose, either a cheque, an envelope in the Back boxes here, or electronically. Just mark your offering for the KW or for the uh, Christmas offering. That's it. Okay, and now, I've, sorry. Oh yeah, I'll get those, Annie. <laughs> I wish I had I wish I had brought the, my cheat notes. That's what I left in my office. Okay, so I'm trying to do this by memory. And uh, the other thing that I needed to uh, mention today too are our upcoming services. Next Sunday is uh, Christmas Eve and uh, Christmas Eve Sunday. We will have our regular service in the morning at 10 o'clock and then there'll be a four o'clock Christmas Eve service in the afternoon next week, okay? So that's next Sunday at 10 o'clock and then again at four o'clock. The following Sunday is New Year's uh, Eve And we will be having a modified service that morning. So uh, you'll have to come to see what that's all about. But we will be using, I believe, the CBM uh, message that morning that they've prepared for us. Also, I was uh, informed that there is a silver Toyota, I think it's a Toyota, outside. And your window's open and it's raining. So, <laughs> if you have a silver Toyota or silver anything that you might think you left the window down, you might want to go back and just check the window on that. It's, Those a, it's, a,
1: it's a RAV4 CXCB212. Okay, a RAV4, there you go. <laughs> ah, here
0: it is. <laughs> okay, we got it. Uh, we've got it, so uh, we'll look after that. Those are the announcements at this time. Our family does matter here at at SPBC, so after the service, plan on coming over into the gym, have a time of fellowship, enjoy a cup of coffee and the fellowship we have together. But now we're going to turn our focus on worshiping the Lord, and I'll turn it over to the worship team.
2: Big church. Hello, good to see you this morning. Um, I'm sure many of you are excited. We've got a a kids' presentation today. We've got a lot of uh, really great stuff happening. So as we prepare for today, will you join with me as we pray? Father God, we thank you for today and the gift that it is. And God, we thank you for uh, your faithfulness that, God, we know um, that you're the reason that we celebrate Christmas. And God, I know we say that probably a lot without thinking, but because of you, because of of the baby, because of the man that he became, because of the cross, and because he rose again, that we are saved, that, God, we are redeemed, that we are counted as your dearly loved children. And, Lord, we know that there's many who Christmas means a lot. And, God, we just pray that for those people, they would remember, um, God, just your sacrifice, God, just your unfailing love for us. And, God, we know that some people have a really hard time at Christmas, that, God, it can bring just uh, It can be pain and, and, and just things happening within families or at work or, or wherever else. And God, we just pray in this time and in this season that, God, you will be with them. That, God, you will make yourself real to them. And, Lord, we know that in this season it's, ex- it's exciting. Um, but, God, again, we just pray for your Holy Spirit, God, to be leading us, to be guiding us, to be showing us how to be more like Jesus every single day. God, help us not to be just people sitting in pews today, but, God, to be your church, living and active and ready to do your will. So, God, have this time, have this place, have all of us. And, God, we just pray that the, the worship and the praise and, and everything that we bring today will bring glory to you and to you alone. In your name we pray. Amen. I'll ask if you're able uh, to please stand with us as we sing.
3: Welcome everybody, Babbletown Town presents a Christmas alphabet. A is for the angel, Gabriel is name, with happiness for Mary, down to earth he came. B is for Bethlehem, that sleepy little town, the birthplace of the Savior where glory shone around. C is for a camel, some wise men from the east came to worship Jesus on these beasts. E is for the donkey taking breath great care, all the way to Bethlehem to have a baby there. E is for Elizabeth, Mary's cousin, mother of John, He got everything, re- everyone ready for the Messiah to come. F is for hilly fields where shepherds keep their sheep, that silent night near Bethlehem where they were sound asleep. G is for the good news that woke the shepherds when the angel chorus announced the time was up. H is for King Herod, and really cross was he, a new king to steal my kingdom. This can never be. I for the innkeeper. Now, if I hear right there. I Wait, I got a stable. If you want, you can sleep in there. J. you Jay for Joseph. Jesus is dad. He trusts with God to help and raise this special lad. K is for the promised king God planned for long ago. Born that night in Bethlehem, soon everyone would know. El is for the Lamb of God who takes away our sin and gives God's free salvation to all who trust in him. M is for sweet Mary, Jesus' chosen mother, living kind and loving, there can be no other. And for the town of Nazareth, but. By the Sea of Galilee, Jesus' family moved there, where he grew up happily. O is for the oxen, the stable was their home. Their straw gave him a cozy bed, though the floor was made of stone. P is for the presents, frankincense, myrrh, and gold. The wise men brought these to Jesus, all that they could hold. Here is for the question the wise men asked the king Where is the baby Jesus? We have come to worship him. Ours for the reason they didn't return to the king. God warned them in a vision to stay away from him. Yes, As for the shining star, they yeah, have followed on the way. I led them over many lands to let a family stayed. Tease were Thanksgiving. Her heart was full of joy. sing singer, praise God, for a precious baby boy. You is for the ultimate, most fantastic gift of all, that God would send the Saviour to live and die for all. V is his visit when God came down to earth to bring new life and peace and hope, all with our Savior's birth. W is for willingness to fit into God's plans all the kids of Christmas within his loving hands. X is for the exciting news we share with you today. Like the angel's big announcement, we've got important stuff to say. Why is to remind you of how the Savior came, humble, loving, and powerful. King Jesus is his name. Zed, and now we're yelling Zowie. We're excited, aren't you too, to celebrate the Savior's birth this morning here with you. So that's our Christmas alphabet, the story A to Z. Of God's great love and Jesus' birth and what the scriptures said, a gift to you from Bible Town comes with one request. Please go and tell the story. It's the happiest and best.
0: Bible Town kids, they did a great job, didn't they? Oh, so good to see you on stage. We have one more special song for you all this morning. So, I would ask that if there are any children here in the congregation that would like to join us on stage and sing, please come up now. And we ask the congregation to join in with us. Thank you so much.
1: This Sunday in Advent is the candle of joy, a reading from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 35. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. Like the crocus, it will burst into bloom. It will rejoice greatly and shout for joy. Then will the eyes of the blind be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue shout for joy. Water will gush forth in the wilderness, and streams in the desert. And the ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. And sorrow and sighing will flee away. And from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord.
3: This is the candle of joy. The birth of Jesus was foretold by angels who said, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. There was also great joy at Jesus' resurrection. There will be great joy for us when he returns to take us home. Because of Christ, we can live with great joy because we know that we are loved and forgiven.
2: Uh, this time I'm going to do two things. I'm going to pray for our, our kids as they go off to their class, and I'm also going to uh, just dedicate the offering to God. Uh, so please join with me again as we pray. Father God, we thank you for the amazing gift of these kids. Um, that God, each one is so special and unique and precious to you. And God, we know that um, even now they face trials and, and challenges and temptations every single day. But God, we just pray that you help them to know that your spirit is with them, that God, you will guide and direct their steps. And there's, there's nothing that happens to them that you don't care about, that God, everything that happens, you care about so much for them. Uh, Lord, today for their teachers, we pray that you give them um, wisdom and peace and a whole lot of patience as they lead. And uh, too, Lord, we want to commit this offering to you. Um, God, whether it feels like much or feels like little, God, help us uh, to be like the widow with the small coin and just say, God, this is my offering to you. God, help us to give it just an eager anticipation of what you will do, Um, not begrudgingly, not because we feel like we have to, but because we want to commit this to your kingdom here. So God, please take this offering, uh, use it and multiply it, here on earth, God locally here in Kitchener and at Stanley Park, but God also to the ends of the earth. And we thank you for all these things in your name we pray. Amen. All right, kids, your leaders should be at the back. Head on out and great singing today.
4: cry and he lands, but cry and he will, make he weep for our sin, become sin himself so our hearts he could win, I love you, Lord Jesus. asleep on the hay but asleep he'd not stay he would rise from the grave that whoever believes will not perish but stay stay with thee lord jesus
0: prayer. Heavenly Father, our hearts indeed are full and rejoicing, even as our tongues once again sing the familiar words, joy to the world, the Lord has come. And that's exactly what we're doing, rejoicing at the very thought that you, the almighty creator, sovereign ruler over all things, would actually enter into the world you created. Coming not as a conquering king, not as a glorified God, but as a humble rabbi, so that we might receive, accept, and love you for who you are, the pure, holy, kind, and loving God. Indeed, who would have ever thought that a God like you would become like one of us, in every way like us, except that you did not sin nor could not sin. And you did it all so that we might know forgiveness. Forgiveness for our sins, for our waywardness. And that we might know the way to live. Indeed, our hearts sing joy to the world, the Savior reigns. King Jesus, you are Lord over all. And, the, and though the nations turn from you and people bow to other rulers... We know that there is a day coming, perhaps very soon, when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that you are King of kings and Lord of lords. And though many may not see you for who you are today, the truth is you are none other than the reigning King of all kings. And we bow before you, not only giving you our allegiance, but our hearts, indeed our very lives for you have done it all, doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. Thank you, King Jesus. Indeed, your coming has given us all the reason we could ever need to truly rejoice and to be truly glad as we joyfully exalt in your kingly reign over us. And here before your very throne of grace, we come and pray that you would prepare all of us to celebrate and receive all that you are and all that you have done for each one of us as you do your work of grace and mercy in our hearts, taking your rightful place in our lives. Thank you that you are a sovereign who identifies and sympathizes with us. For you, we, for you know from your own humanity just how hard it is to live in the flesh, to resist temptation, and how easy it is to sin against your holiness. So, Lord Jesus, we humbly come before you and ask once more that you would forgive us for our sins, cleanse us from our trespasses, renew our hearts, guide us in the ways that you would have us to live. As you well know, this is a hurting world, and the world is, is in much turmoil. There are wars around the world, uprisings, conflicts, of all kinds going on all over the world. There are famines and droughts, even as there are so many people suffering in refugee camps, in parts of the world that have little or no medical aid. Jesus, when you were here on earth, you showed great compassion. Help us to do the same, to see as you saw others, to feel the pain, the hurt, the rejection that so many go through. Help us, O Lord. Even here in a wealthy and rich land, there are people who, many for the first time in their lives, cannot pay all the bills and still put food on their table. Never before could we even have imagined that in Waterloo Region, one in every ten households need to reach out to the food bank. Never before has the need been so great. So move us, O God, that we might reach out with the same generosity you have shown us. And from the abundance of your blessings, may we reach out to bless others. Open our eyes, open our hearts, and yes, Lord, open our wallets. And may we be a blessing to someone who needs to be blessed. Not only are our neighbors and friends hurting, but we too are a needy people. And we come before you just as we are, asking that through your Holy Spirit, you would meet each one of us precisely where we are at in our walk with you, in the needs of our our lives, and in our love for one another. Some of us are struggling with health issues. And I pray for Janice and Paul, and Alice, for Stan, Matthew, Anne, others struggling with aging bodies and needing help, so we pray for all our shut-ins, especially for Doreen, Ivy, Dale, Dorothy, Gus, Leo, Elaine, Freeman, and Ruth, Murray, and all who simply need another measure of your grace just to make it through the day. Give strength give comfort, ability, and above all, the grace needed to deal with all of these things, and above all, continue to be the silent companion who never leaves and never forsakes and is always there. We want to thank you for all you have given of the lives to serve you, for all who, all who have given their lives to serve you, whether it be here at home or somewhere around the world, we would especially pray for the Botrosses as they assess each new day whether they should stay or leave where they are. For Mos and Sarah, for the McLarens, the Naramalas, bless, provide, empower, and be with all who seek to serve you at home and abroad. And now, Lord, I pray that your spirit would be free and gracious to meet with each one of us as once again we gather around your word. As Pastor Gary brings it to us, bless it, use it to correct, rebuke, sustain us, to grow our faith, and simply to remind us just how much you love us. And to the gracious ways your love reaches into our hearts and lives. For we ask these things all in the holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
5: Amen and good morning. Welcome. Uh, what a great morning this has been. It's always awesome when our kids get up here. Uh, you can't you can't beat that. It's A to Z. Who knew that Zed was for Zowie? Uh, it's good. It's good news. And as they challenged us, it's good news that needs to be shared. and that is our job. That's our calling as followers of Jesus this season, to share that good news. And I want to talk a little bit about that today. I want to start with um, a little clip. Just let me set this up. Um, It was Friday morning, January 12th, in the middle of the morning rush at the metro station in Washington, D.C. And a young man in jeans and a baseball cap walked in, he pulled a violin out of its case. He threw a few dollars down his seed money, and then he began to play. Show a clip of that. played for an hour that day. A rich sound filled that metro plaza that those walls had never heard before. And during that hour that he played, hundreds of people passed him by, ignoring for the most part his music, what he was doing, what was going on. It's interesting, he, he received about $30 in change, some of which he had thrown in himself. Seven people in total of the thousands that passed by that day stopped, just paused for a few moments just to listen and then throw in something, and they moved on. That that fiddler, no one knew it, but that fiddler standing against that wall was Josh Bell. You might have caught that in a little clip there. Josh Bell, one of the finest classical musicians in the world, playing some of the most intricate and elegant music ever written, on one of the most valuable violins ever made. It was a three and a half million dollar Stradivarius, handcrafted by Antonio Stradivari himself. Three days before this social experiment that was arranged by the Washington Post, Josh Bell filled Boston Symphony Hall, where the average ticket price was $200. So, the underlying question behind the experiment were the questions were as follows. In a common place, in an environment like this, at an inappropriate hour, do people perceive beauty? Do we stop to appreciate the greatness in the midst of the ordinary? Just over 2,000 years ago, the very creator of the universe... Showed up in our world and not too many people noticed. If you have your Bible, I'm just going to invite you to turn with me once again to the Gospel of John, chapter 1. John, chapter 1. We've been journeying through this incredible passage of Scripture, John's introduction to this Gospel, where he calls Jesus the Word. We talked about the significance of the word, word, logos in Greek, which means speech or word, literally, in the beginning was the word. And that's what we read, beginning at verse 1. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. There came a man who was sent from God. His name was John. We talked about John the Baptist here last week. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light so that through him all men might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world, which brings us to our passage today verse 10 He was in the world and though the world was made through him the world did not recognize him He was in the world the very world he created notice that world is mentioned 3 times it's an important word it's the Greek word cosmos which means all of creation and, and the earth, all of the universe and the earth and all of its inhabitants, it, it encompasses it all. He was in this universe. He came to this earth. He inhabited a body just like us. He wasn't just here for a visit. He didn't just pop in. Look at, he, he was in the world. He was all in. God was all in, <laughs> As Jesus took on flesh and blood, as the kids proclaimed this morning, he was born as a baby. He grew up just like we grow up. He lived, God lived in human flesh for 33 years here. He was in the world. The world that was made through him. This is reiterating, by the way, verse 3. You recall that from two weeks ago. Through him, all things were made. Jesus. Through Jesus, all things were made. And without him, nothing was made that has been made. To make the point very, very clear. Everything and everyone in the world, in the cosmos, was created through Jesus Christ. And yet, the world he created did not recognize its creator. By the way, that word, did not recognize that means did not know. Not just intellectual knowledge, it's a personal knowledge. It's a relational knowledge. John the Baptist, who we talked about last week, he called it. He said, among you, pointing to Jesus, among you stands one you do not know. The people did not understand who Jesus was. Why? Well, it's not because he put on a baseball cap and jeans and stood in the square. It's not because he was behind a a clever disguise. It's because people in the world are spiritually blind. As we talked about that last week, Paul writes, The God of this age, referring to Satan, has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. People who are blind need to be told. They need to hear the gospel. It gets worse, though. The tragedy deepens. The world didn't just fail to recognize or to know Jesus, it refused to accept him. That's what we see in the next verse here. Verse 11 has been called one of the saddest verses in the Bible. He came to that which was his own but his own did not receive him. So first of all, the world created through him didn't recognize him. But beyond that, they did not receive him, which is intentional. That they actually rejected him is is the idea here. He came to that which was his own, his own what? His own everything. It's his creation. He came to the world created through him and he came to his very own people, God's people, This is referring specifically to the land of Palestine, to the Jews, God's chosen people, to whom God had promised to send the Messiah, the Christ. And they'd been waiting for this for for hundreds of years. And now he was finally here. Not only should they have welcomed him, they, they should have rolled out the red carpet to celebrate this amazing thing. The Messiah, their king, had come. But instead, not only did they fail to recognize him, they flat out rejected him. The New Living Translation puts it this way. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. They did not receive him. They refused to believe him. They denied him. They derided him. And finally, what did they do? They crucified him on a cross, scoffing at him, mocking him under a sign that was posted above his head that Pilate had put there. Do you remember what that sign said? This is the king of the Jews. It was true. It was. He died under a sign proclaiming his true identity, but people thought it was a joke. They scoffed at him. They mocked him. This wasn't just the king of the Jews. This was the king of kings, the Lord of the universe. Here in this verse, John is confirming what the prophet Isaiah foretold about Christ. He said, he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Despised, despised. You see the repetition of that there? I got news. (laughs) Before I get to the good, I got to tell you the bad. People still despise him. that rejection, that contempt continues today. People despise the truth. Why? Why? Why do they despise the truth? I'll tell you why. Because people love darkness. That's what Jesus said. You remember that late night conversation with Nicodemus? who comes to Jesus with these big questions about life and specifically eternal life and forgiveness and the kingdom of God. Here's what Jesus says. This is the verdict. By the way, verdict. Do you remember we talked about courtroom language last week, John the witness? Same thing here. The author John continues. This is like, this is legal language here. Here is the verdict, God's verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. No one wants to be exposed, but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have, been, have done has been done in the sight of God. That's what Jesus said. People loved darkness and hated the light because their deeds were evil and the light of God's Son exposes the guilt of their sin. We don't like feeling guilty. We don't like being wrong in our sinful human nature, do we? People love the darkness. And that's why people rejected and despised Jesus then and it's why they still reject and despise him right now, today. Today. And it's tragic. However, if John 1:11 is one of the saddest verses in the Bible, John 1:12 is one of the gladdest verses in the Bible. It says, "Yet to all who received him, to all who believed in His name, the name of Jesus, he gave the right, again, courtroom language here, to become children of God." Whoa. Okay, I, I got to talk about this for a second. Children of God, we, we heard from our children this morning. We just sang that version of A Way in a Manger. Bless all thy dear children, right? Here's the truth. We are not all children of God. See sometimes we all oh, well we're we're all God's children, right? If we're we're born in this we're we're born in the image of God. True, we're made in the image of God. That's one thing, but we're not all children of God. Every human, yes, we bear his image. But we are not all born of God. In fact, quite the opposite is true. Every single human being is a natural-born sinner. That's the truth. Here's what John writes a little later in his letter. He says this, Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. The one who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And then verse 10, This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. That's a problem because none of us do what is right. None of us can. That's why John qualifies this. He says this in verse 23 This is God's command, okay? In order to be his child, you have to obey him. Here's his command. To believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ. There's our righteousness. It's Jesus, not ours. To believe in him and to love one another as he commanded us. John is repeating the same truth here in John 1. In order to become a child of God, a person has to receive Jesus by doing what? Believing in his name. I've underlined that. Believing in the name of Jesus. This is the second time the word believe is used in this gospel. We've seen it already in this short passage. Second time of uh, 98 times in this gospel. Believe, 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 believe. Why? That's the purpose. That's the purpose of this gospel. It's the purpose of God revealing himself, that we would believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And that by believing, we might have life, eternal life in his name. That's the purpose of his gospel. He states that at the end of it in John 20, verse 31. So what does it mean to believe in Jesus' name? It means to believe everything that Jesus said, everything that Jesus did, to to take God at his word exactly as it's recorded for us in Scripture. That is to believe in Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, the promised one, the word in the flesh, who came to save people from their sin. The word from the beginning of time, he was not only with God, he was equal to God, one with God himself, and it means to believe that Jesus is fully human and fully God. He's the light of life that came to shine into the darkness of this world to save us from our sin sin there it is folks you can't share the good news of christmas without talking about it because it wouldn't be good news if we weren't saved from our sin sin is a small word but it's a huge problem that we are all helpless and hopeless to solve on our own it's it's a cancer fatal to our souls it's unfathomably extensive It affects every single person, all of us. That's what we read, Romans 3, 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. In fact, that's a really good definition of sin. The word sin means missing the mark of what? Of God's holiness, God's perfection of his glory. No one is good. Not even one. Only God is good. So we got a big problem because all of us have sinned and fallen short of that glory and holiness demands holiness. Perfection, God's perfection demands us to be perfect. So what do we do? we got a big problem because our sin is not just unfathomably extensive, it's also unfathomably expensive. This is what it says three chapters later, the wages or the payment, the penalty that we owe for our sin is death. Which... Doesn't just mean we're gonna die. Of course we're all gonna die. The death rate is still a hundred percent. This is referring to eternal separation and suffering from God in hell. That's what I owe for my sin. Because that that is how vile I am. I just I haven't just sinned. I am sinful to the core. All of us are, whether you want to admit it or not. And the wage, what we owe for that is. Death, it's eternal separation from God. But, but, the gift of God, the free gift of God's amazing grace, is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Wow. This is the greatest gift ever offered that came at the greatest price ever paid. It cost God Himself. The life of his perfect holy son, Jesus, born in a a feeding trough to die on a criminal's cross. Jesus willingly laid down his perfect life, shed his righteous blood to pay a debt he did not owe for us who owed a debt we could never ever pay. That whoever repents of their sins, repent means to turn away from their sin, admit that it's sin and that it separates us, and believe in Jesus Christ, God's one and only son. We would be saved and we'd be given this gift, amazing gift of eternal life in his name. And my friends, with that immeasurable gift comes eternal privileges and rights. Did you know that? Including the God-given right to become children of God. Again, legal language there, it's a right. Anyone who receives Jesus by believing in his name, he is given, she is given the right, the legal, divine right to become God's child. How? This is really cool. Children born not of natural descent nor of human decision or a husband's will, but what? Born of God. You see, because we're natural born sinners, because we are born into a world of sin, we must be born again of the Holy Spirit, born of God. That's what Jesus is talking about. Back to that late night conversation with Nicodemus, he said, I tell you the truth, Nicodemus, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he's born again. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. When we admit our sin and turn away from it and believe in God's one and only son, Jesus, we are forgiven of our sins and we are made right with God, put in right standing with him. We're born again of God. That is, we receive his Holy Spirit to live in us. What does the Holy Spirit do? He he comes to, to comfort us, to help us obey God's word, to lead us into the truth of God's word, to guide us along the paths of life. And you know what else he does? He assures us that, yes, we are, in fact, God's children. He is the seal guaranteeing our rightful inheritance as God's children, not because of anything we've done, but because of everything that Jesus has, by believing in him. So here's the question. Uh, Why did God do this? Because God so loved this tiny little world. He loved it. This is what John says about God's love. How great, how mega is the love the Father has poured out, lavished on us, that we should be called children of God himself. And that is what we are if we have turned and believed in Jesus Christ for forgiveness surrendered our lives to him fully and completely. We are God's children. So here's the question. Are you, are you a child of God? Have you recognized Jesus for who he is? The son of God who became human and, and lived right here among us and died for us to save people from their sin. Will you recognize and receive him today by believing in his name? Or like those people In D.C., in the metro station, will you walk on by this truth, ignoring the master of the universe, rejecting him and God's offer of salvation and eternal life and the right to become a child of God? Romans 10.9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and by the way, Lord means master, master of the universe and, and master of your life and believe in your heart that, that God raised Jesus up from the dead after he died on the cross for the sins of the world, you will be saved. You will be forgiven. You will be given the gift of eternal life. You will be called a child of God. If you want to become a child of God, that step of faith can, can happen right here, right now. Perhaps it already has, just upon hearing. It's not a prayer you pray, Though I would say it's it's helpful to express the faith in your heart with a prayer. And if you are sensing that need today, if you've realized you are in the dark, you do need to be forgiven. You do need to know what this joy that the kids are singing about is because you don't have it. I'm telling you, it's only found in Jesus Christ. Our hope is alive because Jesus rose from the dead. And my friends, he's coming back. That's what Advent is all about. So the point is, this is a limited time offer, because He's coming, and when He comes, every single person, whether you've surrendered to Him in faith now, or whether you realize it's too late and you see Him then, every single person will bow down and have to acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's our coming king, my friends. So if you want to become God's child today, you can pray a prayer like this. And I would just ask everyone just to bow your heads as we close our time together today. You can pray this either in the quietness of the pew or just in silence in your head. But dear God, I realize I am in dark. I have sinned and I have fallen short of your glory. And I need to be forgiven. I need you to save me. Lord God, thank you that you so loved the world. That you gave your one and only son, Jesus, to die the death that I deserved on the cross for my sins. So that I could be forgiven. And made right with you. And adopted as your very own child. So right now, God, I, I trust in you. I place my faith in Jesus who died on the cross and rose from the dead to give me everlasting life. Forgive me of my sins and Lord help me. Help me to follow you, to live for you by the power of your Holy Spirit now living in me. Thank you, Father, for saving me and giving me the right to become your child. In Jesus' name, amen. If, uh, if you prayed that prayer, not even if you prayed the prayer, if you've believed in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, if you've turned away from your sin and surrendered to him for forgiveness, you're his child. That's it. No strings attached. But it means now we, we live for him. It means he lives in us. If you've made that decision today, could I ask you to do something really simple? Could you just tell me or any one of the people up here on stage today, because that's an amazing thing that has just happened, a transaction that's taken place, a spiritual one. You are now a child of the living God, part of the family of God. And we want to journey with you because we're brothers and sisters in Christ now. If you have questions about today, or just, you know, you're not in that place, but, but you, you have things that are pressing and you, you just need some answers, I'm going to be available to talk after. I, I would love... I can't promise I'll answer your questions. I'd love at least to to point you to the truth, though. But God bless you. Thank you for joining us for the service today. And uh, we're going to close with that great carol, O Holy Night.
2: And as we respond, if you're able, uh, please stand with us as we sing.
5: children said? Amen. Amen. Let me just uh, turn to our benediction here. Let me just recite it for you. Now, may our God, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask, all we imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ throughout all ages, now and forevermore. And all God's children said, Amen. Amen. Lord bless you.